ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Fresh Frozen Southerner podcast. My name is Jay, and I hope all is well. All right, I apologize for not uploading a show on Friday. Unfortunately, I did have a couple of things that popped up that had to be taken care of. I was actually able, I could have done a show Friday night and or Saturday night and uploaded it, but at that point, I was thinking, well, I'm going to do a show on Monday. It doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to download two shows that quickly in succession. As I've said before, this is a hobby. It's not a source of income for me. And as a result of that, it does. Sometimes there are things that are going to take precedent. Uh, but I apologize for not getting a show out. As I've said before, uh, sometimes, unfortunately, life intrudes. All right, guys, I just watched, finished watching the Disney Plus series Loki. And my family rented the Black Widow movie. And my wife did not make it all the way through the movie, but my son and I did watch it. And I was very disappointed with both of them. Now, I'm going to try to avoid any spoilers if you haven't seen these. Uh, They're both worth watching. Uh, Just don't expect a whole lot when you go into them. People have been asking for a Black Widow movie for years. Uh, This was actually supposed to come out last summer, but because of the pandemic and the theaters being closed, they pushed it back. I did not see it in the theater. I rented it on Disney+. Plus. It was $30 to rent it, which is kind of high, but then you get to thinking, well, if all four of us went to the movies, that's $70 or $80 by the time you buy tickets and popcorn and one of those birdbath-sized Coca-Colas. And It's a little bit more of an event when you go to the theater. I miss going. We haven't seen a movie in almost two years at the theater. I do plan on going back at some point. There's just not been anything out since the theaters have been open that I wanted to spend that kind of money on. But seeing a movie in a theater does make it more of an event than sitting in the recliner in the living room where I spend most evenings anyway. So my family watched the Black Widow movie, or at least half of it, and my son and myself finished it. And like I say, it was a pretty big disappointment. Now, the Black Widow character has been a fan favorite in the MCU for over 10 years. And here comes a spoiler. If you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, Black Widow is killed in that movie, so they have killed her character off. This was supposed to be the swan song for this very popular character, and the character deserved better than what she got. It just simply wasn't a very well-written movie. Things happen for no good reason other than that's what the script needed to happen. Black Widow has a sister in this movie. Her sister is a better Black Widow than Black Widow is. There's just a lot of very odd things that happen. Uh, You see a fight scene. You can see that in the trailer between her and her sister. They know who each other are. Uh, The sister was trying to make contact with her. Why are they having a big fight in this apartment? They know who they are. They know why they're there. There's no reason for them to attack each other, but they do. They just immediately start a big fist fight. And it's just because the, the writers and the director wanted to put a fight scene right there. But there's no logical reason for these two women to be fighting at that moment. They know who they are. They're they're sisters. It's the kind of thing that happens all through the movie. Things that make no sense happen simply because the story needs that to happen to progress along. And that's just lazy writing. And of course, since this movie was written in the new woke culture that is pervading Hollywood right now, the men in the movie are complete wastes of space. There are three men in the story, other than just some nameless background characters wandering around in the background. 
there are three men in the movie. Um, the first is the protagonist, or the antagonist, sorry. Uh, now, he is portrayed as just cartoonishly evil. He just kills people. It's it's one of those tropes where he'll just needlessly kill somebody that works for him just because he can. It, it's sort of a shorthand for saying, look how evil this guy is. Uh, beyond that, he doesn't really have a great deal of characterization. He's just evil bad guy. His plan is a little bit nonsensical. How they never found his lair is ridiculous. And he's basically just a fat, petty, greedy jerk. And the only reason that there was any struggle between him and Black Widow was about the most ridiculous reason I've ever seen in a movie. It's like something that would come out of a a B sci-fi movie from the 50s. Another male character is there's a weapons dealer that she has some contact with. He's in like three scenes. He's the only male in the movie that gets treated anyway at all as a friendly character. And he's portrayed as every time she runs into him, he's asleep. So they kind of make him seem dopey and lazy. And he flirts with her a little bit and she always shoots him straight down. So he's treated sort of like a lovesick puppy dog that she's too nice not to kick in the butt and send running down the road. Uh, But like I say, he gets the best treatment of of the three male characters in this movie. Uh, The third is, you see him a lot in the trailers, is the Red Guardian. Um, I'm not familiar with him from the comic books, but he is Russia's super soldier. Sort of a Captain America analogy. You would think that he would get a good fight scene at least. Uh, He never punches anybody in the movie, except for some prisoners. He's in a prison at one point and escapes. Uh, but the fights that he get in gets in in the movie, it's really just comic relief. He gets his butt kicked every time he gets in a fight. He's treated as a buffoon. Uh, you would think that he would at least, you know, he's the only superhuman in the little group. You would think that they would use that as an advantage and not just shuffling him off in ridiculous ways. But that's how movies treat male characters in this day and age. Uh, Loki has the exact same problem. Uh, Loki is a side character in his own show. Uh, The actual protagonist of the Loki is Sylvie, which is a sort of a female version of Loki. It has to do with timelines and pulling people in from alternate reality. So she is technically Loki, uh, but the character of Sylvie is the driving force of the show. She's smarter than Loki. She's better in combat. Uh, She's the one that's on a mission. Uh, There's actually a lot of Loki variants in the show. Uh, They're all portrayed as just greedy, backstabbing tricksters, except for Sylvie, of course. Uh, All the other Lokis are male, by the way. Uh, Sylvie is given a little bit of a sympathetic background to give her a understandable reason for doing the things she's doing. It's not just greed. It's not just she's evil. She has a tragic backstory, and so you're supposed to sympathize with her trying to get revenge. Spoiler alert for if you haven't watched Loki and you plan to, in the very first episode of Loki, he is captured by sort of these agents. You don't know who they are, where they're from, or why they're taking him into custody. But within like five minutes of the first episode, uh, these three people show up. Uh, One of them is a woman. Uh, Loki goes to fight them off because they tell him that they're taking him into custody. And he says, well, that's not going to work out very well for you. 
Uh, when he gets close to the woman, she hits him one time and it knocks him out and they take him into custody. Now, here's the spoiler alert that you may want to avoid. Um, at the time, I didn't think anything about that because you don't know who these people are, what their powers are, why they're there. You find out later in the show that no, she's just a person. She's just a human. Loki is not human. Loki got punched in the face by Captain America and he barely noticed it. A human could not knock him out. I don't care what she hit him with. He should have just shrugged that off. But in this new culture, you have to show men as far weaker and far more incompetent than a woman, even if there is absolutely no reason for it to be that way. Uh, the other main male character in that is uh, played by Owen Wilson. Uh, his name was uh, Mobius, I think. I'm not even sure. Um, he is supposed to be a high-ranking agent in this organization that captured Loki. He basically screws up every time he tries to do anything. He gets in a fight with his superior, who is a woman, of course. Um, he takes one swing at her, and she lays him out. Now, if you want to have a female lead protagonist, that is absolutely fine. I don't care who the main character of the story is, as long as you're telling me a good story. All the things that they're doing in these shows... Just you know, you're you're making your female characters seem better by making men seem more incompetent. You're actually tearing down your character in a way because the competition they're going up against is so laughable that anybody should be able to overcome them. You know, their their goal is to make the women seem powerful and strong. They're doing the opposite because everybody that they fight is it's like a drunk three year old. And of course, you expect them to beat that person. And that's why I keep going back to it's just bad writing. A good writer can make a female character strong on her own merits. They don't have to tear everybody else down so it lifts her up a little bit. The perfect example of this is the Harry Potter books. Now, the Harry Potter books were written by J.K. Rowling. They were written by a woman. And yes, the story does center around Harry Potter, who is a male, but it's not the story's not really about just him. It's about him and his two friends, um, Ron, which is his friend, and another friend named Hermione. Uh, now, Hermione, if you haven't read or seen the movies, Hermione is a female. Uh, Hermione is much more intelligent than Ron and Harry. Uh, she's by far the best student. She learns the magic spells that they're being taught much quicker. Uh, but they don't make her seem better by making Ron and Harry seem worse. You know, Hermione has her moments to shine. Harry has his moments to shine. Even Ron, who very arguably is the comic relief of the trio, he gets his moments to save the day. Everybody gets to have their own moments to carry the story forward. And what that creates is a situation where Hermione is not a good wizard because she's with two idiots that are barely intelligent enough to tie their own shoes. She's a good wizard because she's a good wizard. It's not in relation to these couple of buffoons that she's running around with. It's because she is going up against people that are just as talented as her, and she finds a way to defeat them. That's what a good writer can do with a story. Disney is not hiring good writers at this point, and Disney has made some very odd choices over the last several years, and they're starting to reap the benefits of those bad decisions. Uh, the first and the biggest is they placed Kathleen Kennedy in charge of Lucasfilms. 
Kathleen Kennedy has been in the movie industry for a very long time. She has worked with some very big names, George Lucas, Steven Spielberg. Uh, she's been around. She Her name had a little bit of clout. So you can understand why she would have been offered the job. But then you dig into some things a little bit deeper. Uh, yes, she worked with these individuals. She's been around the movie industry. She was never in charge of anything herself. Uh, her name was attached to some very big projects that made a lot of money and got a lot of critical acclaim, but that was not her producing those movies. She was not really doing anything creative, so to speak. Now, this probably wouldn't have been a huge issue except for the fact that Miss Kennedy has got a huge chip on her shoulder and is trying to push a social agenda that she has kept hidden while she was working for other people. But Disney put her in charge and she could unleash her ire on the world through her movies. And what has happened is she is hiring directors and writers that don't really have any experience uh, writing or directing, uh, but they share her views on society and support her activism, basically. And guess what happens when you hire people based on their politics and not on talent? you get a lot of crappy movies coming out. Now, one of the things that Kathleen Kennedy announced was that all Lucasfilm projects will have a person of color or a female lead. Again, I don't care who is the lead character in a story as long as the story is good. But you've got a lot of people that don't have any experience making movies. You have writers that don't have any experience writing movies. Uh, but, you know, they say the right things at a cocktail party. And, of course, they support every move that Kathleen Kennedy makes. And that's why they got hired. And you wind up with writers that are pushing agendas instead of writing good stories. The result of all this is that the movies that have come out in the Star Wars universe have gotten lower and lower box office receipts as time has went on. Rogue One, I actually kind of liked Rogue One. It's one of the only movies that have come out since Return of the Jedi that actually had a feel of a Star Wars movie. Now, the tone has been different in all the new movies that have come out. You know, of course, Solo was universally panned. Uh, nobody likes the most recent trilogy. Uh, a lot of the hardcore fans don't like the second, the prequel trilogies, and it's just gotten worse and worse as time has went on until we get to The Rise of Skywalker, which became the first Star Wars movie in history to lose money. Now, there was a little bit of time where Kathleen Kennedy and her social justice warriors at Lucasfilm were able to deflect a lot of the problems that were quite obvious to most people. Uh, basically, what they did was anybody that criticize the movies or the writing. Uh, they were just called sexist. You don't like that a woman's in charge of Lucasfilm. You don't like that the main protagonist in the movies is a female. Uh, you're probably racist on top of all of this. Uh, the problem is, is that can't last very long. And the more critics have come out against the movies, more fans have not paid money to go see the movies. Uh, Lucasfilms has started to take notice. And what has happened is that they have shuffled Kathleen Kennedy into a little figurehead position. Uh, she's still, she is still nominally the head of Lucasfilm. She does not have any creative input in any of the projects going forward. 
I don't know that it's official yet, but most people just assume that John Favreau will be put into the head at Lucasfilm once Kathleen Kennedy's contract runs out and she can quote unquote step down. Uh, John Favreau and Dave Fellini were in charge of the Mandalorian series uh, that was a big hit. Uh, it was a big hit because, number one, it was well-written. It was well-written by people who had grown up watching the Star Wars movies and liked them and were familiar with the universe and what the characters were supposed to behave like and do. And The Mandalorian was good. It wasn't amazing. I'm not one of the people that just absolutely fell in love with it, but it was very well written. Uh, it felt like a Star Wars story. I think they kind of stretched it out, the story that they had to fill some time. Uh, it made it drag in some places. Like I say, it wasn't perfect, but it was a huge improvement over what had come out in more recent years. And the most important thing that they have done in that series is they have treated these beloved characters with respect. The Force Awakens and The Rise of Skywalker, that trilogy, they treated the old characters with disdain. Well, most of them. Han Solo in The Force Awakens was just off doing God knows what. He'd somehow managed to lose the Millennium Falcon. He'd left Leia. He'd left his son. And then he just gets just gets killed. And again, when they first did that, I didn't think a whole lot about it because Harrison Ford had lobbied to have Han Solo killed off in Return of the Jedi. So I didn't think a lot about it. I thought maybe that was how Harrison Ford wanted that character story to end. But then we get to what they did to Luke Skywalker. And of course, he was turned into just a pathetic, cowardly old man that had turned his back on his friends, on the Rebel Alliance. I mean, just really just turned him into a, a terrible person. He turned into that old man that's in your neighborhood that yells anytime anybody walks past his house. It, Lando Calrissian got one tiny scene in one movie, and there's really no mention of him or anything he did. Now, he wasn't one of the, in the original movies, but I mean, or not the first movie, but he was in two-thirds of those movies and was a pretty major character. Now, I said they treated most of the characters from the original trilogies like this. Uh, Princess Leia was still with the Rebel Alliance. She was still a very respected leader. Her character was actually treated somewhat the way you would expect one of the original characters to be treated. Now, I wonder why Princess Leia got left out of this horrible treatment. What was different about her and the men? Why did they treat her with respect and took a giant dump on all the men? I can't think of anything, can you? And surely it's not that these people just want to strike a blow against the patriarchy instead of telling a good story that people will want to go and spend their hard-earned money to see. That's just crazy talk. And I'm absolutely sure that the exact same thing won't happen in the just-announced upcoming Indiana Jones 5. Now, I wouldn't be looking forward to an Indiana Jones 5 in any situation at this point because Harrison Ford... As much as I love the man, as much as I've enjoyed his movies through the years, he is too old to play Indiana Jones at this point. And I cannot imagine them recasting that role. So they just, it's a movie that really should not be made. Uh, Harrison Ford was too old to play Indiana Jones in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. Now, I'm not going to get into whether or not that was a good movie. That's not what I'm trying to make, the point I'm trying to make at this 
at this juncture, but it's just even in that movie, which came out, what was that, eight, nine years ago, Harrison Ford had developed the old man walk where, you know, they sort of sway back and forth to take a little bit of pressure off their joints, but it just, there comes a time where you can't play the world traveling adventurer anymore. I I mean, the man can barely walk when they shot the last movie. What's it going to be like for this one? But I'm going to make my prediction right now. When that movie comes out, Indiana Jones is going to be just comic relief. There will be a female in that movie that will do all the actual adventuring. She will be smarter than Indiana Jones. Um, Obviously, she's going to be more physically fit. I mean, that just goes without saying. But she will be there just to keep Indiana Jones from screwing everything up every step of the way. She will be the true hero of the story. That's just how movies are written now. And and I used writing, and please, I hope you hear the air quotations when I say that. But the movie is just going to take this beloved character from my childhood and turn him into a gigantic buffoon. And the movie is going to bomb because nobody wants to see that. But just remember, ladies and gentlemen, when it does bomb, and it is going to bomb, it won't be because the script was horrible or because the director didn't know what she was doing. I don't even know if they've announced the director, but I guarantee you it will be a she. And it won't be because they disrespected a franchise that many people in this country grew up with and have loved since they were children. And it won't be because the writers could not stop themselves from weaving their personal politics into a place that should just simply be escapism and entertainment. It won't be for any of those valid reasons. It will simply be because I am a bigoted asshole and I can't deal with a woman in the movie industry. All right, guys, that is about all I've got for you today. Uh, Thank you for sitting with me as I took this deep dive into nerd culture. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, If you did enjoy the show, leave me a like and subscribe. And if you'd like to leave me a comment, as always, you can do so with the Fresh Frozen Southerner Facebook page. Or you can send me an email at freshfrozensoutherner at gmail.com. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your week. I will talk to you on Friday, and I hope everyone has a good one. Thank you very much. Thank you.